Of course, the quick answer is you don't need to do this diet because obviously it's not sustainable. FAD diet is an intentional plan um, for eating that reports significant health benefits. And some of them claim that they will decrease inflammation and hormone balance. You know, some of them will include elements of restricted eating that you can eat anything. They may encourage you to include a specific type of product or ingredient or supplement to your, to your diet. So, well, you know, we, we live in a diet culture. It's so ingrained in her system. You know, the social media tells us what we eat, what our body needs to look like, you know, and people think, you know, the fat diet makes eating feel like exclusive. Like people think that it's kind of hip to be on a gluten-free diet, even if they don't have celiac disease. There's this belief that food is medicine. series. We will have Dr. Ceci Dusumu Ogumbi, MD, fondly known as Dr. O. She's a pediatric or young people's gastroenterology GI specialist with over 35 years of experience in this field. She'll be coming to share knowledge with us. She talks about so many things, including fat diets, and other GI stuff. As we were preparing for this podcast production, we had one of our young ladies run into this real life situation described below. And we used this harrowing discussion or wake up call as a segue to Dr. O's topics of discussion. So here is the real life situation. We will protect her identity and call her Shayo. Shayo lived in a quiet suburban neighborhood. She's this 22-year-old fitness enthusiast, a very pretty young lady with good features all around. Shayo was dedicated to her fitness goals and had recently started a rigorous strength training program to build muscle mass. To aid in her muscle recovery and growth, she began using protein powder supplements regularly. Weeks turned into months and Shayo's obsession with this fitness journey intensified, especially as she got a lot of positive feedback from admirers. She had become fixated on achieving a perfect physique and started pushing her limits at the gym. Alongside her intense workouts, Shayo began consuming excessive amounts of protein powder, thinking it would speed up her muscle gains. Shayo would wake up each morning, mix protein powder into her breakfast smoothie, and carry a protein shaker with her throughout the day. She would drink multiple servings of protein shakes, at times exceeding the recommended daily intake, 
without giving it much thought. Her hydration habits began to suffer as well as she prioritized her protein intake over drinking water. Or as she said, she simply just forgot to drink as much water. As the weeks passed, Shayo started experiencing alarming symptoms. She frequently felt dizzy and lightheaded during her workouts, but she attributed it to pushing herself harder. Her energy levels dropped and she became irritable and moody. Shayo's friends and family noticed her mood change first, even before her weight loss, and expressed concern. But she brushed off their worries, convinced that she was on the right path to fitness success. We know the heat has been sweltering this summer. Well, Shayo went to the gym for an intense workout session. She had not consumed any water that morning and had only had a protein shake for breakfast. During her workout, she began to feel unusually weak and nauseous. Her vision blurred and she struggled to maintain her balance. Ignoring these signs, she pressed on, determined to complete her workout. However, things took a terrifying turn when Shayo suddenly collapsed on the gym floor. Panicked gym goers rushed to her aid and someone called 911. Shayo was rushed to the hospital in an ambulance. At the hospital, the medical team discovered that Shayo was severely dehydrated and suffering from acute kidney injury due to excessive protein intake. The excessive protein had put a tremendous strain on her kidneys and the dehydration only compounded the issue. Shayo's life was hanging in the balance as the medical team worked tirelessly to stabilize her condition, giving her one IV fluid after the other. Fortunately, Shayo survived this harrowing experience, but it served as a wake-up call. She learned the importance of a balanced diet, proper hydration, and listening to her body's signal. Shayo eventually sought help from a nutritionist and a mental health professional to address her unhealthy obsession with her appearance and fitness goals. This near-death experience served as a stark reminder of the dangers of excessive protein powder use and the importance of maintaining a healthy and balanced approach to fitness and nutrition. So the Food and Drug Administration in the United States, the FDA, has issued countless warnings about supplements sold for weight loss, muscle building, or sport performance, for sexual function, for energy. And we know these products are widely marketed too and used by young people. So what are the consequences for their health? There was a scientific study that was published online in June of 2019, June 5, 2019, in the Journal 
of adolescent health. The researchers looked at adverse events, that is bad things that happened and were reported between January 2004 and April 2015. And this report was made in a special record system called the US FDA Adverse Event Reporting System. And the report of food and dietary supplements issues in this database. They analyzed the relative risk for severe medical events, such as death, disability, and hospitalization in individuals aged zero to 25 that were linked with the use of dietary supplements sold for weight loss, for muscle building, or energy, and they compared this to vitamins. They found that there were 977 adverse event reports for this target age group. Of those, approximately 40% involved severe medical outcomes, including death and hospitalization. Supplements sold for weight loss, muscle building, and energy were associated with almost three times the risk for severe medical outcomes compared to vitamins. Supplements sold for sexual function and colon cleanse were associated with approximately two times the risk for severe medical outcomes compared to vitamins. So the senior author of this paper, Professor Byron Austin at Harvard University is a professor in the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences. He noted that reputable physicians do not recommend the use of the type of dietary supplements analyzed in this study. Many of these products have been found to be adulterated with prescription medications, banned substances, heavy metals, pesticides, and other dangerous chemicals. And other studies have linked weight loss and muscle building supplements with stroke in a young person, testicular cancer, liver damage, in which the liver enzymes start going up, and even death. So Professor Austin asked, how can we continue to let the manufacturers of these products and the retailers who profit from them play Russian roulette with America's youth? It is well past time for policymakers and retailers to take meaningful action to protect children and consumers of all ages. So this was in 2019. So check this out. On August 15, 2022, another study came out about the hidden dangers of protein powders. And the study was discussed by Harvard Medical School experts. They said that these protein powders may contain added sugar, calories, or even toxic chemicals. We know that protein is essential for building and maintaining muscle, bone strength, and numerous body functions, and adding protein powder to a glass of milk or a smoothie 
may seem like a simple way to boost one's health, but be careful, says registered dietitian Kathy McManus. A scoop of chocolate or vanilla protein powder can harbor health risks. And even when you do this, you want to do it only with supervision. Kathy McManus is the director of the Department of Nutrition at Harvard-affiliated Brigham and Women's Hospital. So what is protein powder? Protein powders are powdered forms of protein that come from plants, that is soybeans, peas, rice, potatoes, or hemp, or they come from eggs or milk, known as casein or whey protein. The powders may include other ingredients such as added sugars, artificial flavoring, thickness, vitamins, and minerals. The amount of protein per scoop can vary from 10 to 30 grams. Supplements used for building muscle contain relatively more protein and supplements used for weight loss contain relatively less. So what are the risks? There are numerous risks to consider when using a protein powder. A lot of risks that young people do not know about. Among the risks are a protein powder is a dietary supplement. So it is not FDA regulated. So the FDA leaves it up to the manufacturers to evaluate the safety and labeling of the products. So there's no way to know if a protein powder contains what manufacturers claim. We don't know the long-term effects also. There are limited data on the possible side effects of high protein intake from supplements. Also, this protein powder may cause digestive distress. People with dairy allergies or trouble digesting lactose, that is milk sugar, can experience gastrointestinal discomfort if they use a milk-based protein powder, McManus points out. Also, protein powder may be high in added sugars and calories. Some protein powders have little added sugar and others have a lot, as much as 23 grams per scoop. Some protein powders wind up turning a glass of milk into a drink with more than 1,200 calories. So what is the risk here? It's for weight gain and an unhealthy spike in blood sugar. The American Heart Association recommends a limit of 24 grams of added sugar per day for women and 36 grams for men. So what was the new risk that was revealed in this 2022 study? Well, a non-profit group called the Clean Label Project released a report about toxins in protein powders. Researchers screened 134 products for over 130 types of toxins and found that many protein powders contain heavy metals. Heavy metals like lead, arsenic, cadmium, and mercury. And also bisphenol A, BPA, that is used to make plastics. Pesticides 
and other contaminants with links to cancer and other health conditions like chronic inflammation. Some toxins were present in significant quantities. For example, one protein powder contained 25 times the allowed limit of BPA. Let's understand the giant that we're dealing with here, dollar-wise. So consumption of over-the-counter protein powder supplements had an estimated revenue of over $4.7 billion in 2020 and is expected to increase to $6.6 billion by 2025. But at the cost of young people's lives? But then I ask, how could protein powder contain so many contaminants? The Clean Label Project points to manufacturing processes or the existence of toxins in soils already. And it is absorbed by the plants that are then made into the protein powders. So how much protein do you really need a day anyway? So various protein powder supplements are marketed for different desired uses, including muscle building, weight loss, and or meal replacement. Common supplements include ready-to-drink liquids, as well as dry powders that are mixed with milk or water prior to consumption. Aim for the recommended dietary allowance for protein intake, that is 46 grams per day for women and 56 grams for men. For example, if you have an egg for breakfast, that's six grams of protein. If you have six ounces of plain Greek yogurt at lunch, that's eight grams of protein. A handful of nuts for a snack, that's four to seven grams of protein for people that are not allergic to nuts. A cup of milk is eight grams and two ounces of cooked chicken for dinner is 14 grams. So what should you do as a young person to preserve your life, to preserve your kidneys, to not die in the process of wanting to build muscle or look good? Well, McManus says that in certain cases, for sure, chemical-free protein powders may be helpful but only with medical supervision. And she cited such cases could include when there's somebody that has difficulty eating or they have an impaired appetite as a result of cancer treatment or frailty from older age, or if they've had a surgical incision or a pressure wound that is not healing well because the body needs protein to repair cells and make new ones, or if they have a serious condition requiring additional calories and protein in order to get better, such as brown victims. Otherwise, a registered dietitian tells you to get your protein basically naturally from whole foods, nuts, seeds, low-fat dairy products, yogurt, milk, cheese, legumes like beans and lentils, fish, poultry, eggs, and lean meat. McManus says you'll find that there are many ways to get protein without turning to a powder. So protect yourself 
From the damage of chronic inflammation, science has proven that chronic low-grade inflammation can turn into a silent killer that contributes to cardiovascular disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, and other conditions. The fact that three out of five people around the world die from a disease linked to inflammation raises serious red flags. So please remember to tune in to the upcoming episodes of Coco Pods podcast, where we're going to have Dr. O, a pediatric or young people's gastroenterology GI specialist, as she talks about so many things, including fad diets and other GI stuff. Thank you for listening.